Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Madrigal at the Movies with Rob and Rob. I am one of your hosts, Peter Madrigal. Hey, guys, and as if I'm Rob Federick, and I'm really excited to be here today. And I'm Rob Schulte, the third host of this podcast, and the bomb! I am the bomb, but we have one more guest, another host for today's episode. Peter, could you please introduce who you've brought to the recording today? Well, I brought someone very, very special. Um, she is our witty wing woman from Social Happy Hour. Her name is Stuart Fullerton. Stuart, how are you doing? I'm a virgin who can't drive. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, before we get into anything else, Stuart, what are we watching? today what are we talking you about? guys peter rob and rob i am so happy to be here on magical at the movies my big break to discuss the most iconic film i believe of all time we're talking sex clothes popularity clueless is the film yeah. we're discussing. and i thought this was a noxima ad I'm sure you're probably wondering. (laughs) As you are probably wondering. I I honestly want to believe that Clueless Lead paved the way for uh, Sex and the City to become a thing. I thought it paved the way for Mean Girls. I mean, there's there's talk of Mean Girls being Uh like that generation's Clueless. Gotcha. I don't know if that's noted. Noted. I definitely. What do you think, Stuart? On my rewatch, I don't know about Sex in the City because to me, Sex in the City is so much about older women. Um, yeah. But feelings, not Next. older, but normal. You know, mid <laughs> middle. I'm I'm gonna get canceled for saying older women in 2021. Yeah, but you know God. about the, the once once you're that age, and not high schoolers. Age, not high school, yeah. exactly. I meant the exactly. format of the movie on how she's narrating, <laughs> and it's like basically like inside a girl's world. I was like, gotcha. I feel like totally. maybe like some producer was like, "Hey, we can make a show about women and sex in the city and write it this way." I don't know. I, I feel you guess. on that, but I will say re- on my rewatch, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like this is the original Mean Girls. Like you forget, but it is like it's so similar to Mean Girls in so many ways. Yeah, exactly. Now, yeah. Yeah, I think there's more to say about that, too, because this movie jumps all over the place. But speaking of jumping all over the place, I just jumped down to my basement to grab the VHS from my vault of Clueless. So here it is, everyone. I've got it right here. I'm holding it up to the camera. This is my Clueless VHS. Love it. Pristine condition from my vault. And I think we know what that means. Peter... You know it's time for Back of the Box, Rob. Know. You know that, Stuart. You may not know, but it's Back of the Box time, where I read the back of my VHS box of Clueless. I love it. He got it, for, he got it in his dungeon, you know. Yeah, yeah, folks may not know. They may have never seen this. May, they may have never rented this every Saturday for three months straight <laughs> in fifth grade. Um, two thumbs up, says Siskel and Ebert. It's not easy being the most popular and glamorous girl at Beverly Hills High, (laughs) especially when you're the envy of scheming Bettys, persistent Barneys, loser Lodies, (laughs) and teachers who go postal when you turn your homework in late. Yet somehow 15-year-old Cher keeps it all together, even finding time for extracurricular activities like finding a love match for her 
debate class teacher, and giving a dowdy friend a fashion makeover. But Cher's tidy world starts to unravel with the sudden appearance of two total Baldwins, a sexy and stylish new classmate, and Cher's square but cute ex-stepbrother. Now Cher <laughs> is about to learn that when it comes to love, she's, well, oh, yeah. clueless. <laughs> All right. Wow, you read it like the 90s. Well, clueless. Oh, no. I, dude, it well, doesn't I, get more 90s than that, by the way. I got to give props to the punctuation in or on the back of the box. Uh, it led me to how it needed to be read. The one thing I will say is people should seek out this box because there's a lot of parentheticals uh, translating the Lodi's Baldwin's to what uh, uh, the layperson may know as potheads or hunks. <laughs> wait, wait, no, wait. I don't think they understand what going postal means. <clears throat> freaking out. Going totally anyway. postal. <laughs> yes. You know where you know where that actually comes from, though? It's a, like super dark. Look it up. I do know. Yeah, you I can know. look it up. Anyway, well, I um, actually want to know. And she does say Baldwin's in the movie, too. She's like, he's mm -hmm. a total Baldwin. Is that literally the Baldwin family? Yes, it's a reference to the Baldwins. Yeah. Like Specifically Alex, wow. the Christian Alex, one with the infomercials, I think. Wow, <laughs> William, I love William Baldwin. Well, I guess because the, the Baldwins were big in the, in the 90s. Uh, speaking of which, so I will say, hands down right now, that Clueless is a punch yourself in the face movie if you haven't seen it. Why? Because it is a staple of teen pop culture, yes. especially mm. from the 90s. Well, take it, take it from your cue, Stuart. When was the first time you ever watched this movie? Okay, yeah. so that's a great question. To be honest with you, I feel like it was at a sleepover when I was young, and I didn't mm. really get, like, like, I loved it, but I didn't really, like, get it all. And then it was a college rewatch that brought me back. And unfortunately, I'm a little embarrassed to say, but, like, Clueless kind of had a resurgence in, like, the Urban Outfitter tea world yeah. when I was mm -hmm. a freshman in college. And so I got yeah. really back into Clueless then. And I just want gotcha. to say one really quick thing about Clueless. You guys know I'm a comedian. I care about comedy first and foremost. Clueless has more jokes per minute than almost any movie. Like It's like a Simpson <laughs> script. It, it really yeah, is yeah. like every three lines. Like it is the, like you can't even laugh at them all. There's so many back and forth from from like if you blink you miss from it. the gate she's joking her dad is making a joke about the seeing his parents and then we're getting like the it's just back to back to back to back to back jokes i'm wow. glad you said that because it's something i'm gonna bring up uh, a little bit later but yeah the density of this is insane because um i think this film probably hit a first round draft and had some issues and whoever came in to punch this writing up and add more jokes saved it. But yeah. anyway, to talk more about like our first time watching this, Rob, I agree, totally punchable. I think it defines, uh, it, it crosses genre, even though it's like a teen comedy. I like, wouldn't necessarily classify it as a, as a chick flick, with, uh, yeah, which other exactly. people would say. Like, I don't think Clueless is a chick flick by yeah. any means. It is yeah. a movie that I connected with as like just a young kid because it was like kids a little bit over, older than me that were rich and cool and I wanted and the story was fun. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. Um, right. 
Uh, and I like I didn't know that world, so it was an entertaining story to me. So Stuart, I was right there with you that I used to watch it a lot when I was young. Did not understand half of it. Yeah, oh but my then gosh. when I rewatched it again, yeah, in college, uh, when I wasn't a virgin who could drive or <laughs> whatever it is, like once I passed the drive virgin the axis, drive virgin, yeah, then. I could understand more about this movie and it was great. What about you guys? First time? So, what it- so for me, this was actually kind of an interesting story because I, uh, if some of you may not know that I actually grew up in Latin America when I was a kid. So I was a lot younger and then I moved to New Jersey uh, right around the time in middle school. I was like 13, 14 years old. And that movie was playing. Uh, it had just gotten out of the theaters. But when we moved back to the States, we were in a hotel at a Marriott residence in while the house was getting built. And this was on TV all the time. And I started watching it. And that was like my dose of like Americana coming back to the States. So I remember that I would watch it. And like anytime it was on, I'd put it on because I loved it. And my sister and I, we would all tune into it. And there's, I, I just remember clearly my dad doing this twice on two viewings, right? He would like walk by as we're all watching this in like the living room of the hotel room. And uh, it was the part where Cher's like trying to impress Christian. And she's like, you got to show some skin because it reminds guys of being naked. And then they think of sex. And my dad's like, he would like walk and do like a double take. And he'd be like, wait, what movie are you guys watching? Like, cause we're all like 14 year old, like they're like kids watching this movie. And they're like, no, it's cool. Dad. And then he'd like sit and watch. He's like, oh no, no, it's fine. It's okay. And he'd walk away. You know what I mean? Wait, but, someone needs um, to write a screenplay about like a young kid that learned English by watching Clueless <laughs> and then like comes to America and then amazing. uses like he's a total Baldwin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do love the idea, Rob, that like I think the other movie you've said was like kind of definitive for you when you tr- moved back to the States was that like uh, scream. So like yeah. your two your two focal points are clueless yep, yep. and scream. It was, and it I was love right, it. It was exactly that same time, and I would wow. oh, and I would watch both of them. But but again, I wanted to say that is a staple to me of like like nineties. That was like the peak of nineties filmmaking for me, man. Like I thought they were just so great. Like the the culture you you see it. There's a there's a distinct style and perspective of that. I era think they that I just communicated loved. very well. Sorry yeah, to cut wow. you off. Nope, They're yeah. just like no, no, both of those is, movies right. knew exactly how to communicate to multiple audiences. Layers, yeah. as yep, most people go. like to call there it. There you yep. go. What yep. about you, Peter? <laughs> well, uh, uh, technically, technically, yesterday was my second time watching it. Okay. okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, my wow. first time watching it, it was a next Netflix and chill moment, and I was technically not <laughs> yeah, a virgin sure you after the whole hell of a lot. not watching that movie. But I didn't. I don't remember the movie. I didn't. I saw. I remember the first couple of scenes, and then that's pretty much it. So yes, I was no longer a virgin after that. I'm kidding. I, I was. Was the was girl showing parts of her body, and it made you think about so, sex, yeah. and then yes, exactly. <laughs> That's and exactly did she buy burning cookies to make you a little it. jealous as well? Uh, yeah, actually, she did all of the above. You know, she focused. She made yeah. me focus on her mouth by eating chocolate. You know, that did she thing. do it sporadically? She did. <laughs> I love it because like Clueless isn't a chick flick, but still, guys aren't like jumping to watch it. So I love that Peter's like, "I'll watch Clueless with you." <laughs> yeah, 
I'm not going oh, no, to lie that I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not saying I wouldn't. Ju- like I, <laughs> Clueless is like Forrest Gump for me. I never get tired of watching it. I will yeah. watch it over and over again if I want. Well, I don't think it was the movie Clueless that had me wanting to come over to. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it wasn't about. Clueless. It wasn't about Clueless. <laughs> she was Clueless. Well, I don't know, Peter. I uh, think I'm going to need a little bit more evidence on this one. Hey uh, guys, really I quick. also have one question. Oh, yeah. Real quick for all of you, when I, I said sporadically before, every time I say that word, I always think of clueless. Is that the same for you guys? Because no. that I learned that word. Sporadically. <laughs> That's another thing, Ty. We've got to work on your accent and vocabulary. See, sporadic means once in a while. Try and use it in a sentence today. All right. Be seeing you. Yeah, I hope not sporadically. That is one of them, Rob. Yes, I also. Uh, I equate sporadically with the only way I know how to spell Hawaii is by uh, replaying Mace's verse from that song with Puff Daddy where he goes, spin time in H-A-W-A-I-I. And so every time I'm writing Hawaii down, it's just and sporadically that comes in my head from this. Sorry, Stuart, I feel like you were about to say something about sporadically. I was, no, I actually was gonna say what you were talking about, like iconic 90s movies. Correct me Ooh. if I'm wrong, but I also think like this is the movie that really told people what Valley Girls are. I mean, there could be a different example that's a little earlier that I'm not really, but like this is a Valley Girl. I like think, I, I, I grew up in Arkansas. Was, this is know? New Generation Valley Girl. You new know what generation. I mean? Like the 80s. Because there was no, like the no, 80s no, Valley no, Girl no, that people no, would no. like make fun of with hairspray. But like, then I don't think. But this is like the our, 90s. Yeah we, yeah, we didn't know what that was. Yeah. yeah. I, I think what it did, Stuart, you're totally right on that because there were a lot of 80s movies where the Valley Girls, girls were portrayed, but they were portrayed more as like the ditzes. Yeah, it was this more like was legally like more of blonde. Like, yeah, like this one kind of brought you into their world and it was like they're actually really cool. And so, because Cher's not dumb by any stretch of that, she's just clueless. Is, is yeah. kind of the thing. You know? <laughs> oh the actual gosh. dumb people in this movie are dudes for the exactly. most part. <laughs> oh my gosh. And one thing I'll really quick say about how Cher's not dumb, when she makes the, the joke at the very end about um, Ty, she's like, well, she really got that damsel in distress act down for being for needing my help. <laughs> I'm like, she's so self-aware and like hilarious. Yeah. And yeah. the actual... Here's the thing, Rob, I'm so glad you said that too. And uh, Stuart, that is a great bookend for what I was going to say. You know exactly who Cher is when she explains perfectly her argument about the Haitian immigrants. It's like, no, that makes <laughs> Haitian, so much sense. The Haitians, the, Haitian. the Haitians, yeah. So, like she <laughs> explains it to uh, her garden party, the no one RSVP to, and it's like, I would have never, I never, never in my life as a kid in my first viewing, would I, did I get that? Did I understand that? And then to hear it now, it's just like, yep. And I guess I'm jumping a little bit into part two. I'm sorry, guys. But, I'm going to, I mean, back I was up. just going to say, guys, we have to touch on a very important point in this movie, but maybe we'll do it right after this break. Good call. Hey, we're back. It's magical at the movies with Rob and Rob and Stuart. We're watching yeah. Clueless. Rob, uh, you were saying? Yeah, there was something really important that we missed in this movie that is like iconic. It's uh, Paul Rudd. 
Guys, oh, everyone forget about Paul Rudd. Well, don't Rudd. think I leave without talking about Mr. Paul Rudd. <laughs> Especially Stuart and I, because that's our neck of the woods. I why is that? No, wait, wait. Why is that your neck of the woods? You know I moved to New York from Kansas, which is yeah. in middle America. I know. I know Stuart's got some roots in that area, too. Okay. All right. Like, uh, our Kansas. Maybe not. Kansas. Our Kansas. But exactly. Our Kansas. Right. Kansas. It's, it's not Kansas. my Kansas. Not your Kansas. Our Kansas. Our Kansas. So I always city. love. Oh. I was just going to say, I always love he's wearing some KU gear. I thought you were going to say I graduated the same, from. I thought you were going to say the same. You were just going to be like, ah. Oh. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I saw him once. Anyway, Stuart. Um, <laughs> You go, because I've just <laughs> slammed this thing right into a wall. <laughs> I love it, though. <laughs> no, Paul Rudd is absolutely perfect in this movie. I have a fun fact, because I, I Googled some fun facts, just in case we wanted to spice it up. Oh, but I love I fun facts. He actually wanted to play Christian, because he thought it was so cool that there was like a gay character that wasn't like gay, like with the hand, I'm doing the hand mm-hmm. motion for the listeners, right, right. but like, it was like a cool gay guy, like a character that was a little more complex. So he actually wanted to play Christian, which I read, but I'm like, no, really? Paul, get out of here. You're, you're perfect in the role that yeah. you are. But yeah. I mean, he's just so perfect in this movie. Their banter is incredible. I mean, so cute. So like 90s love movie. <laughs> The fact that he tries to be smart, the scene where he brings the girl in and then Cher argues with her is incredible. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, Paul I know Mel Rudd Gibson is a huge <laughs> yeah. crush in this movie. Like, people can say Paul Rudd is hot in other movies, but this one, he's the hottest in this movie. And, and the dude is like, what, 50 now or whatever? He like doesn't age. Like, I feel like we went into a different time dimension with this guy. Yeah, well, see, like, I'm trying to figure out what their relationship. She's yeah. How old is she supposed to be? Uh, like, cause she's fifteen and he's the, in college. And, and they make a college. joke about her not crossing that line. Like, towards well, then the again, end of the like wedding. he's probably still nineteen, and she's what fifteen. We don't 16? have to do the math of what's weird about this. It's still weird. Is that they're a stepbrother and a sister, and it's already. <laughs> Yeah. It's already crossing into well, weird I mean, but that's, area. But, but here, but <laughs> so. Here's the thing, though. Stepbrother and sister, they're not connected by blood, so it doesn't matter. You know what no, I mean? No, yeah. no. Tell that to my internet <laughs> history. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Oh, wow. We're connected okay. by blood, everyone. <laughs> we, are co- we are really going there, guys, on Madrigal at the Movies here today. Holy Sorry. shit. <laughs> well, I feel like the movie was clueless to address that. Let me tell you yeah. something. You know, what? This, you, uh, you know what I love about this movie? Not only the opening credits, because like it's like that's clueless. They and are great. Green and blue and pink. It just does not go together. It's like it's clueless. It's it's. But it looks. It's uh, murdering your eyes as you watch it. You're like, ah, what are all these colors coming at me? <laughs> Ugh. You know. But but every character in this movie, for the most part, with the exception of the father, who's a little Dan clueless. Hedoya. Yeah, he's clu- he's actually great. he's clueless uh, in a sense, <laughs> and uh, uh, with the exception of the stepbrother, is uh, is clueless. Everybody, yeah. yeah, everyone. Uh, of course, the main character's clueless. The 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 bo- the guy who assaults her in the car, he's clueless. He doesn't understand what yeah. what, what she wants or you know what she's trying to uh, tell him to or be a persuade human him being. Shit, man, I yeah. can't think of his name right now. I've got it on the tip of my tongue. Um, uh, Christian is clueless, you know, because he doesn't understand at the beginning that you know she's into him. You know what I mean? He's like, 
everybody in this movie, with the exception of Paul Rudd's character, is clueless. Yeah. It's very interesting. And you might even uh, argue that Elton. Paul Rudd is clueless. Paul Rudd is clueless as well, because he doesn't know yeah. that he's in love with her secretly. That's oh, why he keeps go. going over there. Now, yeah. this, uh, I'm glad you said that, Peter, because it feels like, and this is what I was talking about earlier, aspects of this script might have been clueless. Yeah. Because it does jump all over the place. It yeah. is like, are we... Um, is this a movie about uh, like giving a, uh, our friend a makeover and then the fallout of that? Is this a movie about Cher's dating life? Is this a movie about getting two teachers together? You know, it's like, yeah. and getting our grades up. Like there are a lot of things that do end up working well together, but I don't think all of these story elements work well yeah. together. So well, I like, feel like there had to have been a weird edit that they went back and like yeah. punched up the script, did some been, yeah. reshoots and stuff. But I don't know. Did anyone else get that like vibe from this? It's a little choppy to me. The first half seems very different than the second half. Not that I'm yeah. upset about that. I've obviously loved no. the movie. But yeah, the first half has a totally different vibe than the second half. But I would yeah. say that all of those things just add to Cher's coming of age story, which is what we, mm. what is the through line? It's like, she's got to work on the grades. Then she's got to work on the friend. Then she realizes I actually love my brother. You know, it's like, I feel like it's all coming of age. <laughs> and another thing I'll say about this, and I don't know how you guys feel about this on your movie, in your movie lives, but is anything better than a movie taking place at a high school? <laughs> right? I mean, like, I like Easy A, Mean Girls, you know, American yeah, Pie. The I, first like one ten, great. so much can get you. done. Like, yeah. I yeah, love yeah, a high, so. Dazed and Confused. Like, I love a high school movie. Buffy the Vampire yeah. Slayer yeah. is like yes. that. Yes. I know it's not a movie, but like, <laughs> and well, I, even the movie. Yeah, I the do movie. think this ended. Like, I don't think I, I don't. I don't want to see a high school movie in this generation. But like, yeah, I think Princess Diaries killed it. Oh, yeah. that was a good movie too. <laughs> but that was the last of it. Of, you can't do high school movies after. No more. Yeah. That's my after rule. Which one? After which one? Princess Diaries. Oh, yeah. Okay. I had a weird way of saying that. The Princess yeah. Diaries. Diaries. There you go. <laughs> well, I, Chris, you don't I, have to edit that out. Let it, let people know who I really am. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Chris Tyler, by the way. He's got to yeah. write a horror <laughs> high school script. Um, no, I, I want to say that like for me, I do think the set, Here's the thing with Clueless. Every time I watch it, I just feel good. I just yeah. feel good. Like it's just a fun time for me. Like it just it just brings out like, hey, this is a, this is a fun little two, hour and a half that I'm watching right now. There is another big character in the movie that uh, I always like. As a filmmaker, I feel like it's a big thing, and they did a really good job with it. Is the music, the soundtrack to this movie? Yeah, has a lot of pop uh, culture icons of the time. You know, like I remember like loving the Mighty Mighty Boss tones back then, and they're in the damn movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like and the dance and stuff, and all the little different uh, like I want to be a supermodel. You know what I mean? Like all the little the little songs that they put into there. Like it really gives the movie character and flair, and I think that it's also a testament to its time. And like I said, it just makes me feel good. Keeping like I, I, I always get pumped. Kids in America is exactly. Yeah, I mean, when that comes on, you're just like, oh my god, go. here we go. 
and the use of music is great. Like when she describes, uh, like what's wrong with guys, like they sh- and she describes why, how she feels like they wake up in the morning, they throw back their greasy hair or whatever, and they're adding that song or whatever, and they're walking in slow motion with the baggy pants. Or it's just such yeah. a good use of uh, music in a movie that I, I feel like it, it's a character that all in on of its own, I should say. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking really quick, let me interrupt you for two seconds. Speaking of wardrobe, how different are the female outfits than what I see today in Brooklyn? Uh, oh, my God. Identical, fuzzy, exactly the beaded same. purses, insane tank tops, crops, mini skirts. It's literally like it, like we're just back in the 90s again, I guess. <laughs> Would it what, what, actually the 30 sewer- years flip or whatever? I guess so. Wouldn't that be another character is the fashion in this I movie? I mean, the mm-hmm. fashion is a huge, I mean, that's what this movie is almost about. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge component of the entire film is the fashion. Yeah, absolutely. She's always talking about going to the mall and getting new clothes. But I mean, over here in LA, it doesn't look like that right now, right? No, no, no. It's, it doesn't right. look like what you're talking about because over there in New York, where you guys are at, it's, uh, it looks where like- Where we're seeing Broadway movie. shows left and right. Oh, <laughs> it looks uh, like New- the right I, I feel like New York more than LA is more yeah. of a fa- fashion state. Yeah, exactly. I could send well, you guys everyone- a photo from like, there's a photographer that comes to my neighborhood and like does like Sunday fashion edit thing on Instagram. Uh-huh. It It's clueless. Like it's fur yeah. and like <laughs> wow. mini skirts and like insane That's bandanas cool. and like people are dressing 90s these days and the mesh turtleneck, like, crop all of that i'm like this is literally what people think today yeah i'd like to different. give you guys the uh it's- difference between stewart's neighborhood and my neighborhood in brooklyn oh, when i walk yeah. outside i have to avoid strollers everywhere oh, yeah. uh, and, and stewart has people taking fashion shoots in the street uh, I, rich- I feel oh, like no, i might need here. to move to that neighborhood over uh, here in LA, everyone is wearing sweatpants, sweats, uh, shirts, and pants all the time. It looks like everyone's about to break out into a workout. Like, yeah, yeah but like, fit like check, me, fit like check. Me right now. We're How much the sweatpants? We're ready to go. You guys have you know? the athleisure Kardashian situation happening over there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's our influence here. Wow, well, I never realized this is the first time ever in Madrigal in the movies when we have a guest that actually like we're two and two. We're like both in LA and two in Brooklyn. Like that's <laughs> Brooklyn a first for us. It's a big day. Yes, there you go. <laughs> I love it. Hey, who knows? Maybe we're all going to be on the West Coast one of these days. Uh, anyway. Absolutely. Uh, Wait, oh, one last thing I'm going to say really quick about the clothes. Yes. In the opening scene, when she, the fact that her picking out her clothes on the computer, like, I thought like, oh, this is the future. But it's like, <laughs> knowing what I know now, like, that's not even like helpful or like, no, Steve not Jobs and there's an app for that. Yeah, exactly. That. It's like, that is, and to me, that was like, it. she has her closet. I remember actually, I think one of my friends was like, okay, we need to take pictures of all of our clothes and then we can like do a slideshow. It's like, who does, it's not even like, but I love when like old movies try to depict the future and it's just so left uh-huh. field. Like, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> And so much of that was like... It reminds me of Epcot. It, it, I don't know if you guys have been... Yes, <laughs> yes, that is exactly it. That is you know, exactly Epcot, it. it's like in the future, you'll be able to call your grandma and there'll be jungle sounds. It's like, we can do more than that, Epcot. We can do... <laughs> we can re- I'm going to play here. Mortal Kombat with my friend in Vietnam. There's a Tesla. Right, have you right, ever heard of a right. Tesla? Like, we can do better. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, guys, oh so we're at the mid-range point. Rob, Peter, I know, I know that Peter, you really only have your fresh watch this time. Um, Rob, I know you have you've you, you're saying it's error. Uh, uh, Era less, you can watch it at any point in time and be happy. I, I, I don't ever get tired of watching. Please. Yeah, is there anything that you guys like really were like, oh wow, that really is timeless or kept with you this most recent time? Or a joke that jumped out at you? Because I, I, I will tell I you, for uh, example, I have a joke that lives in go. my yeah. heart forever from this movie. I don't think, I mean, like, I don't think it's about the jokes or any particular scene in there that's timeless for me although maybe there is and i'm just not thinking of it right now mm -hmm. but for me it's more so like this movie for me will always bring me back to that time and i'll enjoy it regardless like even if i am you know 36 right now and watching it and now i don't you know i don't relate to what they were what it still makes me feel the way that I felt back in the 90s when I first watched it. You know what I mean? And I think that that's what's timeless for me about the movie. Uh, maybe just also for me, again, coming from, you know, I, I was born in the United States and I was like back and forth and back and forth. But then I finally came back to the United States, like for the long term, when that mo when I saw that first movie. And I think that, that it just sticks with me as like, this is one of my first few doses of teenage Americana in the United States coming back. That's That's probably what it would be for me. Hell yeah. Hey, Stuart, what about like your most recent watch? I know like it feels like you, me and Rob are kind of in the same boat. Yeah, there, first but. scene. That's so funny. I can't even think of like a scene that's like my favorite. Sure. And I, I think that probably says something about the, the movie. And like, you know, we were kind of talking about how a little all over the place it is. Like there's not one iconic scene. I will say on my rewatch, I love a scene when driving gets hectic <laughs> and someone screams like that, that like deadpan like ah, scream that uh what's yeah. the boyfriend's name i'm totally blanking uh murray, murray? that murray, did, yeah, murray does is absolutely incredible um when they jump I, on the freeway, <laughs> on the freeway. <laughs> like i love a driving scene like that christmas movie like it's just so, christmas vacation like it's just so amazing yeah um as far as like amazing scenes too. I mean, the opening is just incredible. And that debate scene yeah. where she says, there is no RSVP on the Statue of Liberty. And then I did write down for jokes. I will say Dion and I were both named after great singers from the past that now do infomercials is probably <laughs> the best joke in the film. Um, I, I had a, that was hard. That was really hard because there's all amazing jokes. The mom dying of liposuction, of course. Is <laughs> oh, um, God, yeah. And then finally, yeah. an underrated joke from this movie is that was a stop sign. I totally paused is yeah. an underrated line. Yes. Um, I have to say that they're like the joke that I hold dearest, although Stuart, all of those are in the top, like whatever list. Um, I tested this joke out on my dad once back in the day. <laughs> Him, I mean, not me knowing that he's never seen the movie. And also knowing that it's a bit of an aggressive joke, and if it went poorly, I would be grounded. Oh my gosh! You know? um, <laughs> and my dad drifted into another lane 
while we were driving. I was like, hey, James Bond in America, we drive on the right oh, side of the road. Wait, that's and a good joke, too. He actually <laughs> laughed one of the rare times that it actually worked. <laughs> and I've just that's always amazing. like, anytime I can use that, I always like to do it. And then I'll, I'll give credit to Clueless, but it is such a good that's like. That's amazing. You try I, driving in what it clogs or whatever she <laughs> says, but like his idea of like calling her James Bond. James yeah. Bond, just, we drive on the, the I forgot that joke yeah, is amazing. Yeah. Uh, hey, should we take our final break and come back with sure. final thoughts? Yes. Hey, welcome back. It's Madrigal at the movies with Robin Robin Stewart Peter I feel like I've just been talking over you this whole episode man no, you haven't. I've, yeah, I've, well, said, I've just, said some good points I know, you know my feelings these are my feelings uh, you sorry. know here's the thing I you know uh, so, I was actually clueless watching this movie because <laughs> <laughs> I just I was like what is happening guys you know? everybody drink every time we say clueless on uh, this yeah, one everybody listening to. has to drink it's, 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 I, was, it's, I was paying attention I think they say clueless three times in the movie Oh, in the movie you, itself, yeah. no, I meant like in our episode. In our episode, it's, it's, it's the people who are listening right now should drink every time we say exactly. Yes, it's that, better yes. than looking for and, and all the re-download Superman. the episode and get us a second download. Second download, I'll yeah, exactly. Drink. It's better to listen for the clueless references here than go all the way back <laughs> and listen to the Superman two references in the rest of the episodes. Which you know there might be some that don't have the Superman two reference, but uh, this one definitely there ain't does many. Now. I'll tell you. That. Shit, man, I'm buying you the damn now. Superman suit for your birthday. <laughs> well, okay. here's the thing. I mean, this this movie, you know, it, the way it compares to Superman 2 is that they're both kind of clueless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone's you know. wearing costumes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, fashion forward. I love it. <laughs> well, I, I, uh, I did a Tarantino on today's episode and I gave you like my closing thoughts in the before the break. So I'll tell you actually the jokes that I do remember now that stand out to me. So one of them, again, we talked about me being a, a child of two different cultures. I actually really laughed out loud when um, Cher calls uh, Lucy. She's oh, like, I'm Mexican. sorry, I don't speak Mexican. I not a Mexican. Great, what was that all about? Lucy's from El Salvador. So? It's an entirely different country. What does that matter? You get upset if someone thinks you live below sunset. That is my experience because everybody's like, oh, so you're like Spanish, right? And I was like, well, no, I'm not from Spain. You know what I mean? Like, that's the one thing, first of all, you got wrong. And then it was like crazy because people didn't associate like Venezuelans are completely different from Colombians and and they're different from Salvadorians, everything. So like I really got I connected with Lucy on that one. So I understood it. Uh, And then the other one that I really laugh out loud every time I see it is because I love Dan Hedaya in this movie. And I love when he looks at Christian, and he's like, hey, kid, I've got a 45 and a shimble, and I doubt anyone will miss you. It is, <laughs> I doubt anyone, no one will miss you. That's the yeah, best Yeah, I doubt line. anyone will miss you. Like, it's like amazing. Like, it's like, and the, the weirdest thing of it all is that us as the audience were watching that. We don't, we totally don't know Christian's gay yet. And we're all like, this guy didn't even give up rat's ass about that yeah comment, because you know? because he didn't well, i don't think he understood yeah. that comment because he's he is gay and he didn't really catch on that oh i'm no, taking your daughter out yeah i think that's forgot. more of it he just assumes yeah. everyone already knows yeah and exactly like he's going yeah. in an environment he's all like sure yeah. okay he's but like, even duh. better he 
he even says like do you drink he's like no thanks i had a, i had something already he was like no i'm asking you if you drink like, I'm I'm going like, dude. <laughs> he's clueless he's like hey the protective vibe i get it oh yeah it's true Oh, one more amazing line sure. is, do you like Billie Holiday? I love him, is also uh, one of the best yeah, ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and she says man. it so, like, I love him. I love she him. Does, they, like, he doesn't even miss a beat. They just get in the car and go. So, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's my Tarantino flip. Uh, those were my favorite jokes. Uh, yeah. I'll just say this for my final thought, y'all, and that's that some movies don't withstand the test of time, and some do. Some uh, you can watch and be like, okay, I understand when it's made. And some you don't, that thought doesn't even cross your mind. I think that Clueless, it happens to take place in the 90s. And it doesn't matter that like certain technology, fashion, whatever isn't a current day aesthetic. It works and you're just watching a movie that took place at a certain point in time and although a lot of it is a heightened joke on what was going on at the time even if you don't get that the story is still fun and entertaining it's like a real life cartoon there are things for adults there are things for kids realistically if you actually sit down and watch it you will I, I mean, I would put money down that you're going to find something enjoyable about it because it's also short, which is great. Yeah. You know? yeah. And last thing I'll say, I actually just Googled it's I was going to say it's like top 10 most quotable movies of all time. Like quotable. Yeah. In terms yeah, yeah. Of yeah. Quotable. Cool. This is like, movie is, uh, uh, but I actually yeah. Googled, I think it's more in top 20, but okay. still like I would still say quotable. it's in it's in my top 10. It, it I would may say, have been top ten for a while. It's just newer movies have come out. Exactly, yeah. right? Or yeah, everyone's so. quoting fucking Harry Potter every day. How <laughs> 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 dare they? Hey, I always use Neil before Zod. Uh, you know, at least yeah. once a day. <laughs> Peter's Peter's most quotable movie is Superman two. Oh, God, she's catching on now. <laughs> Stuart, do you have any final thoughts for the your takeaways on it? My main final thought was the quotableness of the movie. And yeah, then I also want yeah. to tell you guys one other um, fun fact that I found. And I actually found this fun fact when you guys came in and did Social Happy Hour. Um, oh, and I, wait, I think I already told you guys that. If we discussed no, but well, then it, it wasn't on Magic at the movies. Yeah. You guys know that Alicia Silverstone was discovered because she was in an Aerosmith music yeah. video. Oh, that's wow. how they discovered her, and it was supposed to be Reese Witherspoon. Oh wow! Whoa. Which is like crazy right. that then Reese got legally blonde. It's like I was gonna say she got her own. Clueless. She got her own clueless. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, she had a which is guy blast from the past. So. Yeah, and I also want to say a quick RIP to Brittany Murphy, who is a, oh, good yeah. a true queen. Um, love her. This was her first huge movie, and you know I miss her every day. <laughs> and she's from New Jersey, which is where I moved when I first saw this movie. So I, uh, I, it was, it was hell really yeah. Cool. Um, I also wanted to say real quick that Stacy Tash. Oh wait, yeah, let's talk about the problematic uh, queen. <laughs> well, I, I here's the thing. Um, there is a version. So problematic issues over here in this okay. corner. Sure. Um, 
I think there's a version of this movie that would have worked well with Cher and Dion as like a team up duo. Whereas like they are like each other's like counterpoint. And I think they tried to do that for a little bit, but Cher's yeah. story was the story we're telling. Yes. So I would love like I'm not advocating for a clueless two, but like if there was some sort of continuation that happened back in the day, that would have been like so, Cher and Dion go to Vegas would have been a fun movie. So Rob, there actually was. I was Googling what? today and they did a TV show with Oh, that is the original cast, except for Alicia Silverstone. I forgot about that. So, Dash did. So, I actually think what you're manifesting actually happened. Oh, whoa. But it wasn't with. what it was. It was a different. But not until I said it now. And now it's like in our memories. Yeah. But I I didn't know that either. But I I read it today that there was like a TV show almost immediately after the movie. And it was heavily featuring Dion and Cher, but Cher was played by someone else. So guys, I just, I remembered that this just popped into my head uh, when we were talking about all this and I forgot that um, Clueless is supposed to be a, a modern day adaptation Jane of Austin. Austin's Emma. Yes. That's yeah. And I didn't, I forgot about that and it, and it sort of kind of is in a way, which is, which is interesting to think that's about. That's like why um, she married, that's why she loves her stepbrother is because that's like kind of the Jane hmm. Austen. Oh, got it. so got it feels it. like they almost were like, well, I still got to tie it to Emma, but if they probably separated it a little further, it might have not been so choppy. Right. Hey, we figured it out. There you that's, go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, and that's guys, what we do here at Magical at the Movies. <laughs> we figured things out that we didn't talk about, which is something that's getting more popular now. Like, uh, Clueless was directed by a woman uh, back in the 90s, which was uh, not as popular as it is now. And something that speaks to, like, to me, like, just the overall look and character of the film it was like there was character behind there i want to celebrate she also wrote it. i love it and, so, I, and yes. written by a woman too right. I don't yeah, know amy heckerly she wrote it and directed don't know about the jokes yeah. you know women aren't very funny but no i'm kidding <laughs> whoa whoa kidding. yeah women comedians catch, Stuart, catch Stuart's, uh patreon where you get all Ooh, of her hot takes really kidding but i did also read that the writer literally went to like study beverly hills high to wow. prepare, Hell like, yeah. to work on the movie. Interesting. So Hell cool. yeah. Uh, I think this has been a, a terrific episode of Magical at the Movies. I feel like I would be remiss not to remind our audience to leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you. That's uh, my only reminder now. Uh, Stuart, so where can everybody find you at? All right. You guys can find me on Instagram at Stuart and Chill, Twitter at Stuart and Chill. I am on the occasional TikTok at Stuart and Chill as well. And of course, you can find me every Wednesday with Peter Magical on Social Happy Hour, 10 p.m. Eastern. Not sure what time PST. Uh, 7 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. All right. So you're going to be going to sleep with me if you are watching me on the East Coast. Uh, Real quick, though. What is your podcast name? Oh, yes. And my podcast is Staying Humble with Stu. I have had Woo. Rob Schulte on, Rob Frederick, and Peter soon to come. Yeah. There we go. I love oh, it. Man. I love it. <laughs> great, awesome. great podcast. Uh, definitely one to subscribe to if you're already subscribed to this, because that's where you're going to get more of the lore. Yes. You know, Stuart's a character. This is kind of like when you start getting into podcasts, it's like reading a fantasy novel where you can branch off into the characters Ooh. that you learn through mm. guesting. Uh, I should really wrap this up, everyone. 
<laughs> Rob Frederick, do you want to take us home? I think Stuart should take us home, man. Oh, wow. I love to yes. take everyone home. So, there we go. Oh, take us go. home. Take us home, Stuart. <laughs> take us home, All Stuart. right, you guys. You've been listening to me on Magical at the Movies with Rob and Rob as if... Madrigal at the Movies with Rob and Rob is hosted by Peter Madrigal, Rob Federick, and Rob Schulte. The podcast is edited by me, Chris Tyler, and produced by Rob Schulte. If you're looking to support this podcast, check out the merch link in the show notes, or just leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you have any suggestions for a movie you'd like us to cover, you can reach out to me on Twitter at Christos Tyler, or to Rob at Rob K. Schulte. Thanks, and we'll see you again next week. <laughs>